go. Rolling episode 440-440. No Laugh Track podcast here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. I'm Justin Severson who gets to host this each and every week. Uh, I get excited every week. It's the highlight of my life, my sad life. No, I, it is a highlight of my life. And it's even better when it's someone I've never talked to before. Hi, Nimesh Patel is with me. I am. We met five minutes ago. Nice uh, to meet you again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Welcome to Minneapolis. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's a fun place. I think. You think? I haven't been anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So we were just briefly. You were asking me uh, how far the river is from here right before we started, and it's very close. The the M M I S S I S S I P P I. That's how you have to say it every time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's very close. You should definitely go over there and take a look. Uh, So last night was your first show Mm -hmm. at Acme. Before yesterday, had you been to Minnesota before? I've never been to Minnesota. No. Uh, I didn't even. It's not a real place to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's like a place you hear about, but and you're like, oh, the Vikings play, but I never, I didn't even, have a, yeah, I didn't even conceptualize it as a place. You know what I mean? And I've been to so many cities on this tour. Yeah. And every city is starting to blend together. You know, like on the way here, I'm like, are we in Indianapolis? Because it, fe- like, the city feels the same. I know it's a weird thing to say given Colts and Vikings relationship, but it's just like it's the same goddamn city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, also people call Minneapolis Mindianapolis Why sometimes. Really? Because they get it confused with Indianapolis. <laughs> Mindianapolis. That's Brandon, that's... you've heard that, yes? You've never heard that? Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Mindianapolis. <laughs> yeah. You heard that in your head two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from here. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, welcome. Thank you. Well, what did you know about? So, you know about the Vikings before you got here? Are you, uh, you're a sports fan? I, wa- I, mean, I know a little bit, but I can't say I'm a hardcore fan of anything. Okay. I, I, I watch basketball, but that's about it. All like right. football, I don't. I, I don't commit a lot of time to watching anything. Like if it's on, I'll watch it. Fair but, enough. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, so what you know I, about Minnesota? Nothing. Nothing. I know it's cold, and yesterday I heard the term Minnesota nice, which is I guess just French. <laughs> like people are, like passive aggressive, but really nice. Yeah. Which is just French to me. Uh, oh, interesting! But I've never heard that before. Minnesota nice? No, oh, Minnesota nice! My God, yeah. You, I, I mean, no, I'm just going off. Of, there was a French guy in the crowd last night, and he seemed passive aggressive. So I was like, oh, it's the same fucking. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing. But again, like I don't, I've never been to France and never been to Minnesota, so they have that in common as well. How about French Canada? Is this it? No, but have okay. you been there? I've been to Montreal. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So yeah, very similar. I would imagine. See, like in my, like I've never been north of the United States border. So Canada to me really? is a place that doesn't exist. I just, that says, is that strange to you that I live here? I've never been to Canada. It's right there, ain't it? Never been. That's why. There's I, no real reason to go. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. we what people go there to fish. We uh-huh. have fishing. Uh, I guess pot's legal there now. We don't have that here yeah. technically, although it's not exactly impossible to find right um yeah i don't know we have a hockey team they have hockey teams uh, you're not missing anything i've been a lot of parts of canada it's this is america but you're nicer yeah fair enough (laughs) yeah yeah. so i have you know i I don't know if you heard of this about me but i do a lot of research for the podcast that's what i've been told okay and and it's it's i'm holding true to that okay and one of the things that i heard that you do Uh is uh you google news for a city that you're heading to now did you do that i did not do that here uh I know it all seems pretty bad, <laughs> so I I didn't want to I don't want to be depressed when I came. Uh, you got to la- put that knee mesh twist on it. The last I heard, uh, cops were in some trouble. Uh, um, yep, <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. But that's about it. That's all. I, I mean, what is there anything 
popping off. And no, then, I was just wondering what would what would have caught your eye. No, I mean it's all when you Google news, you have to dive to like page seven to find anything interesting, because the top news stories are usually what's ever happening on on a national level anyway. True. Uh, and that stuff is not not boring. It's just like everyone's already kind of talked about it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it'll be a weird intersection of lo- local news. Oh, did you hear about this? I think yesterday I did Google a little bit, and I was like, oh, two people were killed in like an intersection in a in an accident. I was like, all right, well, local no news. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, no one's gonna give a shit about that. People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, don't go to that intersection. Oh today. my god, what if you did bring that up and just by coincidence, like that person's like, oh, yeah, no. I mean, but that'd be I, some bad odds. What I neglected to do and what I should have done, and this is what I do, I also do this. Yes. Uh, is research like any main industry or or big companies that are located, and yesterday, you know, there was a huge Target presence. Oh yeah, the they're huge here in Minnesota downtown here. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. But that's also because I'm just in my own head about uh, uh, the set I'm working on. Because it's my first time back on stage in like three weeks. Oh, really? Which is, which is like an eon for me. So uh, I was just like, oh, I got to make sure the set is right. And I, I felt rusty last night. And it'll be, I'm okay. Like, I'll be fine by the end of the weekend. But uh, the last night, I was too in my head about making this, make sure the set was fine. As opposed to figuring out who I can make fun of and all that kind of shit. <laughs> but it ended up being the French guy. Some people from Target, some advertising people, and a Native American or two, and that that was enough for me to to play around with the crowd. But nice. normally, normally when I go to a place, I'll figure out what's going on, who the people are, what the main what the main drivers of the uh, the city are, and that, usually that comes from me just talking to Uber drivers as well. Sure. Like, hey, what's going on in the news? And people are like, hey, nothing. Minnesota's born. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you tell Uber drivers what you're in town doing? If they ask. Uh, for the most part, I just I, well, I'm just like nah, I'm just here for work, and they usually don't probe. They usually don't follow up. And I'm like, okay, good. I don't want to. Oh, I'm a comedian. Oh, really? I did comedy three times. I'm like, okay, cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Or they have a joke for you. Yeah, I mean, you can uh, use this one. We've had I've my open Mookie and I. Uh, we've definitely had a few times where uh, uh, the Uber drivers laid a joke on us. And only once, I think it, it might have been in Florida and Jacksonville, where the driver is actually funny. Uh, and he he had like just canned material. Sure. No, it wasn't it was St. Louis? It was St. Louis. And uh, uh, that driver is actually funny. He just had like dad jokes and shit. Yeah, and we yeah. were just going back and forth with like crappy dad jokes, and that was a good time. Uh, you gave him a guest set. Was that you gave him a guest set that yeah, night? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that would have been great. Uh, <laughs> you five, have, you five minutes are Uber driver Earl. <laughs> what? Yeah, I never done comedy before, but these guys laughed in my car, in my in my Camry. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a good time. But beyond that, no, I don't tell anyone anything. Like even the hotel. What brings you to town? Work. Don't ask me questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fair enough. Yeah. So uh, you just mentioned your, your opener, and I Brandon told me you brought two openers. For two openers. Who's that? Uh, uh, this young kid, uh, Sahib Singh, out of Baltimore. Super funny dude. And then uh, um, my friend Mookie Thompson, who I've known for, I don't know, countless years. Yeah. Uh, from New York. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we've been on the road since. Mookie and I started the tour together um, in April. And then I, I forget when Sahib joined us. It might have been, I think it was starting in September or something. I'm not sure. I forget where he, he joined the tour. But um, he's been with us for, for a while, too. Nice. It's just like beyond uh, – uh, giving people a shot or whatever it's more just like i would lose my mind if i didn't have friends 
Okay. To like be around. Because you've done it the other way? Yeah, yeah, just like in the green room. Uh, just like, you know, because then if you're in the green room with the comic from that city, it always feels like that comic is putting on a show of some kind or whatever it is. And I'm sure. not trying to big myself up. No, no, no. Like, I- it, there's, a, there's like a... Uh, anxiety almost of like the 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 city's comic like opening hey let me show you around this and like i don't want to deal with sure, that sure, at sure. all we've had that once or twice i'm just like all right i gotta bring someone else too now <laughs> sure know? i could see that yeah, yeah yeah. so what you just you just said you started this tour in april yeah what was I mean, before that nothing i mean uh so pandemic started march 2020 right uh when effectively the country in new york city at least shut down I put my hour out on YouTube then, um, right around then, I think, and it did well. So I started doing a lot more stuff on YouTube, putting clips out, because I've had, I've had an archive of clips for, you know, forever. Yeah. Because the, I, my home club is The Cellar, and The Cellar has been taping stuff forever, and I just had, like, all this shit. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to just put all of it out, because I'm not creating anything new, so let me just put all this shit out anyway. Yeah. And then... Uh, so for like, I don't know how long, six, seven months I was doing that, like live streaming, like, you know, like a podcast of some sorts, but not podcasting, just live streaming, yep. talking to fans, trying to build a fan base. And then I got a writing job with, uh, a little late with Lily Singh back in November of 2020. Oh, okay. And, uh, I was doing that for a few months until March of 2021. And then I st- my, my wife recommended I u- utilized TikTok to put stand-up out. And I I did a little bit, but I didn't really fully engage with it. And then another, my, oh, the opener, Sahib Singh, who is huge on TikTok, who's like, does a lot of characters on TikTok, not stand-up, but it's like, he's a great stand-up, but he's made a name for himself as a as a character on I TikTok. I gotcha, yeah. And he was like, nah, man, you gotta really do it. I was like, all right. It usually takes me two people to tell me to do something before I do it. And yeah. usually first person is my wife, and then it's someone else who tells <laughs> me. And she, she's always on my ass about that. And, and then I, she calls you off for not uh, taking listen, her word for it exactly, alone. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm married. <laughs> but but uh, in her in her in in my defense and in her defense, like it wasn't popping off when I started it. But then once I really started utilizing the algorithm and uh, really just putting shit out there, it was in March of 2021, and I started seeing some clips really take off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, this is fucking interesting. Like, these people, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are watching views I'm getting. Yeah. I don't know how many people are watching, but hundreds of thousands of views on some of these clips, 80 and 175,000, more than anything on YouTube was doing, like, consistently. And then uh, I started noticing in the comments, people like, yo, you got to come to this city. Come to this city. Come to come to Minneapolis. Come to Austin. Come to Houston. Come to Florida. Whatever. Yeah. And I hit my manager up i was like look i'm noticing people are commenting come to this city can we hit up these cities and try to do off nights and i had already um shout out to comedy hub in houston i'd already had a a houston date set up before tiktok kind of blew up and i was like okay well houston will be a nice testing ground to see if i can't utilize tiktok as a way to drive people to come to uh uh the shows yeah and sorry this ain't funny but uh <laughs> it's just it's just uh, interesting to me like I mean, it's interesting yeah, it's very interesting how yeah. i built this kind absolutely. of absolutely very interesting and so that was driving 
that 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 already existed so that uh, before anything happened so i had this like set date where i could see if people would come to the show and if i could get tiktok viewers to come to the show from just saying yes i'm coming yeah get tickets here and houston started moving a lot of tickets and i was like reg my manager like i think we might have some let's see if we i'm gonna be in texas let's see if we can't add dallas right we added dallas and dallas like dallas sold out pretty quickly and it was during Ramadan, nonetheless. So, like, like I know I have a huge audience in the in brown communities, but selling out huge Texas on Ramadan, I'm, I missed a huge amount. So that means there's a, a good amount of people that are still wanting to see me, but just couldn't come. Right. So once Dallas started moving tickets, like, oh, shit, let's add something else. And we added San Antonio. No, we added uh, Austin. Um, and that was, again, because of Comedy Hub that kind of already existed. And sure. Austin started moving. So we just started seeing this kind of effect of, like, TikTok is driving ticket sales. How about the age of your of people showing up? TikTok is no matter everybody, huh? The best distributor of ADD on the planet. Like <laughs> every, everyone's everyone's getting it. Yeah, and, and it's like that was the crazy shit about TikTok and driving tickets that way is that normally you would think oh, a brown guy going to see a lot of brown people show up, and I did have a lot of brown people show up, but I also had a lot of different people like latin people white people of all age groups like 20 year old white people and 60 year old white people 20 year old indians 60 year old indians you know like everybody was there black people white people chinese it was it was fascinating to see what was happening yeah but it was all happening in real time so i I couldn't i haven't even done i wish there was no real way to do a full demographic analysis because tiktok's analytics aren't that deep um but it was definitely not my expectation it was it was a very mixed crowd, and every time I've been someplace, except for New Jersey, because I I got a, a, in New York because I have a strong brown fan base fan base in in New Jersey, sure, in, in sure. New York, yeah. But outside of those cities, every mix of people and every age group too. That was the crazy part because it'd be like, oh my my mom found you on TikTok and she said let's go to a show, or my daughter found you on TikTok, let's go to a show, and it's just like, it's crazy. That's awesome because everyone's on TikTok. Yeah. And so that that's why like April is a, a, a pinged in my head. April April May like right around then. I I know don't know the exact dates, but it was right around then that shit started going crazy. And and so since April I've been on the road and it's just been like adding dates as we go because you know a lot of dates for weekends are booked by huge names. Sure, like Ronnie Chang for example, yep. you know, who was here. Just shout out to my boy Ronnie. But oh, like yeah. weekends are usually booked by bigger names, so. Earlier on, we were just doing like Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Mondays, and just like random cities, and and people would comment like, "Why the fuck are you zigzagging across the country like this? You need a better person to start hunt, running shit for you." I'm like, you, "This is all coming to get like I was doing nothing in March. Yeah. March my calendar was empty. April, May my calendar, I'm oh, my so calendar is fucking booked. You know." As you're saying this, I'm looking up. So when you said everybody has TikTok, yeah. I signed up this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. I'm stating it here, Brandon. I'm not going to be. Well, we'll see. But yeah. uh, and here's why. I signed up today because yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. Because I watched your. I watched a ton of your YouTube stuff, and one of them was the. What, what did you call it? Throwaway half hour. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple times in that, I think that's the one you uh-huh. said. I'm here because of TikTok. Yeah. And I kept thinking, what? Why is he saying I'm here because of TikTok? He yeah. must have a ton of popular videos on TikTok. Yeah. So I tried to wa- look at him with just doing uh, on an account. Like, yeah. They won't let you do that, no, I don't no, think. No, so anymore. I signed up for an account, and then I started looking. Yeah, you have a ton of followers. Six hundred thirteen thousand. 
something like that. Yeah. Impressive. It's not. I mean, it's mind blowing to me. Uh, sh- I'm sorry, Amy. I should have listened to you earlier. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but like, it all happened at a time when I think I was a kind of early adopter to the uh, TikTok movement. I don't say. I don't say. I wasn't super early at all, but I yep. was earlier than a lot of other standups who are on it now. And I've told every standup I try who who asked me, I'm like, just put your shit on there. At the very least, it's a way to get uh, your material seen by hundreds of people. You're not. You may not go you know viral with a lot of stuff or whatever but it's a f- it's a good way to get your shit out there if you don't care about you know your stuff being out there and, and worrying about generating new stuff I, I never had that concern yeah um that uh, you just led me to what i was going to ask you by the way i want to point out 613.9 th- 613.9 thousand followers yeah, yeah, on tiktok yeah, wow yeah. uh yeah, so when so if, when you are noticing that the numbers are getting bigger and they're fi- and they're finding you on TikTok, mm-hmm. when you do the joke mm-hmm. that maybe they saw, are you are you noticing like oh there that's the one that got them? No, so there's the thing is like that's the that's there's a kind of gift and a curse with TikTok in that okay a lot of my clips are old material. I I don't so I'm working on a new hour the the one that started started in April and is now like finishing up. Uh, okay. Made, that I'm going to tape on the 12th. But none of that stuff is going to ever be seen on TikTok. All the stuff that's on TikTok, I've been doing comedy for 12 years. Sure. I probably have, you know, six years of, of clips. Uh, some are good, some are bad, some are whatever. But uh, I have a huge amount to choose from. Gotcha. And so in some shows, not now, but like in the middle of the tour, I was asking in the earlier talk. Which clip drew you to this? Which oh, clip? you were okay. And I was asking, and some people were like it was this one, it was the healthcare one, it was the Trump one, it was, th-. and I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then I, the some people want to see the greatest hits, and for some time I was doing like, I had to figure out how to integrate the clips into not just the set, but into what I was doing on stage and make it still feel good for me. Yeah, because I hate. I hate, like, once a joke's been done three times, I'd never want to do it again. Sure. Like, it's uh-huh. dead to me. Once I get it, I'm like, I don't give a fuck anymore, you know? And so uh, that's the that's the bad side, but on the upside is I've used that clip to draw you to the actual set. Yeah. And now odds are, hopefully, and uh, this is what I'm betting on, that you will like the full hour because you like the small clip. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and another curse of it is that a lot of clips that do well on on stay on TikTok is just crowd work shit. Yeah. And so it, and it because the crowd work is definitely not in the set, I'm happy just letting it go. And I do it sometimes on purpose, but for the most part, I'll do crowd work just because it happens. Like it'll it'll pop up and someone will say something ridiculous, and I'm like, oh, shit, I guess I gotta address this. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I know that's gonna go on TikTok and do well. But the curse of that is people think all I do is crowd work. And I'm just like, you think I've been doing comedy for 12 years because I've just done crowd work? You think I've been to the Oscars because I did crowd work? You think I wrote on SNL because of crowd work? (laughs) You know, it's like, but but that's, that's, you know, people's limited, you know, uh, uh, exposure to comedy necessarily. Right. Or people's exposure to comedy thinking, oh, he's only putting up uh, uh, crowd work. He must only do crowd work. It's like, no. If you scroll down, there's full jokes <laughs> that I've just gotten rid of, but people won't get past some shit like that. But that's fine by me. Uh, for me, it's like if I've got if I put something out there that's brought you out to a show, I know 
that you will be happy with what you see uh, as in the, in its totality. Yeah. You know. Yep. So, I bumps me out. I didn't get to make it to the show last night. I really wanted to see. Well, the show there's before. five more opportunities. <laughs> uh, I wanted to see the show before I I, I talked to you. Oh, but, I got you. I got you. Uh, so I was, I have heard, I've been told you did almost an hour and a half last night. Uh, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> I kept but that for a very long time. No, but and that that, that uh, you did a lot of crowd. You you uh, turned it into crowd work so towards the end. Towards the well, so what I do is, and this is a little secret, is that I'll make sure I, I find someone to talk to in the crowd at some point. And it just happened to be the French guy who was sitting right there okay. yesterday. Yeah. Because he was in such like the the nexus of visibility, right between these two seats, mm-hmm. right here, second row. Yeah, yeah, uh, th- like the the third row behind that that fourth oh, row gotcha. where that where that like uh, two seater is with the table in the middle. He yep. was in that seat right there, and it was just like the perfect vortex of visibility. <laughs> and so he, I just happened to be talking to him for most of the set, but that's just by design. Like I I, I like to have an anchor sure. on, on a on a set like this where I'm still like a little rusty. I need to have someone who I could go to to have a conversation with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was throughout, and people think that's uh, just me doing crowd work, but that's just by design so that I have something to anchor to, you know. Um, but towards the end, once the set is done, and last night in particular, uh, I knew that I had forgotten some jokes. Oh, because okay. Again, because I, I was rusty. Yep. I was like, let me go through the set again. Be like, okay, did I forget anything? Let me do this one. Let me do this one and pretend I'm talking about this again so I can make sure that this <laughs> it flows for you. Yep. And then on a, on a uh, one-show night, I will do a Q and A, or I'll, I'll take some notes from the from the from the audience. A because I think it's a fun way to engage. Yeah. And B because it's a great way to generate what's going to end up showing up on TikTok exactly. or, or YouTube or whatever. You know. Exactly. It, it's there's there's lots of reasons for it, and I think uh, uh, from the most from what I can tell, people seem to enjoy it. I know some people left because it was also I was on stage for I said an hour and a half. I, I thought it was like an hour 20, but oh, okay. whatever it was, it was longer than I said I was going to be <laughs> on stage. <laughs> um, uh, but I tend to, uh, I'll tend to do that if, uh, uh, like, I know I have to hit some stuff I need to fucking make work. Sure. Um, and then it's just like this, cra- the crowd seemed very engaged and they seemed like they wanted me to keep talking. Cause I, was, I do three hours and some, they start cheering and shit i'm like i'm not doing three hours <laughs> <laughs> fuck you don't encourage me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, uh but yeah. i saw one of your videos uh doing some crowd stuff and it was i'm gonna get some of these details wrong but i think the gist of it was like uh, roast my boyfriend oh yeah that was in that that happens a lot but i think in particular that one you might be talking about was in orlando uh where it was like some fans and the girls that were with them the two dudes the two dudes were fans and the girls were fans too but these women were so beautiful. Like, they were so hot. And I was like, I never understood that compulsion to get roasted by someone you, I didn't know. And to me, it just feels like, fuck my wife, you know? I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like well, that's the ultimate roast, right? Like, so I'll fuck your wife in front of you if you want. But, <laughs> you know, like You're going to tape your eyes open. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just so, it's such a weird thing. And then my friend Shaw was on stage, who who, who would open for me in, in Orlando, me uh-huh. and, and Mookie and was there too, but shot opened as well and he was helping me hand out shots and he just went full like oh that's right yeah the shots uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah he just the went shots. Full, he just went full like man fuck you i was just like bro that's not roasting <laughs> but it was still funny uh uh and i was like my brain doesn't i'm not uh uh an on-command roaster because to me roasting is a, a very good art like there's very few R- mookie is a monster roaster 
if he's able to write his jokes out. Sure. And but that's like a, such a uh, a key art where most on the uh, on the fly roasting tends to be a bit hacky. Yeah, it's stuff that they're they're leaning on stuff they've done before. Yeah, yeah, and, no, and absolutely. Like, so like, but I mean, with like a a crowd member, like if I'm gonna do it, it will be hacky because I'll just say something goofy, <laughs> and it'll take me an iteration or two to get to the perfect making fun of, and so I tend not to do it unless it's like on the cuff on the fly. Like, I'll roast you, but if someone's like roast me, I'm like. What? That's no fun. No. That's what kind of bully wants to bully someone who wants to be bullied? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? That's no fun in bullying. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to have a good time. Awkward. Yeah. Uh, so I fucked that dude's wife. No, <laughs> <laughs> they were beautiful. And you stole his phone. Yeah, yeah, no, they they were some beautiful <laughs> ladies, but um, and those they, those dudes end up being cool. Like they were fun afterwards. They, they were fans. I just never understood that compulsion. And so on the, on stage, it's like, what, what are you talking about, man? Like, well, I'm gonna do that. Just drink. But yeah, that's what you should. You're like, how big of a super fan are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should, <laughs> what do you? What can I do? Well, let's go. Really you, you stay here, and we'll leave the mic on. Me and your wife will <laughs> go in the bathroom and come back with messed up clothes. Let's see if you have an imagination yeah, of what yeah, kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. So I get the feeling. Well, uh, so I listened to um, your album as uh-huh. well. My favorite. One of my favorite pieces of art. Head knee mesh and charge. Head knee mesh and charge. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Oh, thank you very, very much. Very funny. Thank you. Uh, I listened to it on an app that still holds it. I don't know if you got taken off of uh, Spotify, but I <laughs> used Pandora to listen to it. Oh, really? No, I'm on Spotify. You are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you see everybody getting pulled off there in the last 48 hours? No. What happened? Comedians. Why? Oh boy! Breaking news to you, knee mesh. Yeah. What happened? A lot of com- uh, some comedians uh, were complaining that they weren't getting their fair cut of uh-huh. their albums being streamed on Spotify. Uh-huh. Spotify in exchange said, fine, we'll just pull your stuff. Oh, shit. So a ton of comedians. Am I still on there? I'm not sure. Can I check right now? Yes. I don't have a premium account anymore, so I'm not sure. Let's I'd see. stop paying that'd about a month so, ago. That'd be but hilarious. Like, you know Liz Mealy? Yeah, of course. Hers has been pulled. Chad Daniels, our buddy Chad. His stuff has been pulled. Oh, no, I'm still here. Woo! Um, there's... Uh, um, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, it's like, I don't know if I'm making any money on Spotify, and I probably am not. I have 373 <laughs> monthly listeners. Yep. Thank you, 373 people. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, to me, it's just a, you know, the the album was just one way for me to burn material. And be like, I'm never doing most of this stuff again. Explain track two to me. Which one's that? My grandparents? Yes. Uh, that's a that's a hold on one second. Let me look at this track listing. Even creating this track listing was a, a, a fun thing to do. Oh yeah, family first, bond out. Oh, so bond out of my grandparents, my grandma and my grandpa, respectively. And that's how you pronounce. That's how you say that. Bond out, yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, I do the joke now in my current hour, uh, but at the time, at the time, uh, uh, I wanted to make sure that my grandparents were on the album. That their voices were on the album, and so um, I, my grandma is saying, uh, uh, "Why don't you come see us? Come hang out with us, basically." And my grandpa is reiterating one of the first jokes he ever said to me, or that uh, that I said to him that made him laugh. And I told it, I told it at their 50th anniversary party, like a billion years ago. Yeah. Um, that when I was a kid, my grandpa was about to whoop my ass. 
and he was towering over me. And he said, "In Gujarati, untaru which translates to, "I'll put your head between your ears." And I'm down there like, "It's already there, bro." And he started laughing, and I just remember, I just remember that very clearly, <laughs> like him laughing and me running away. Like, why is he laughing? I just fucking ran, and uh, uh, I wanted to make sure that that was on the album because to me, like that was, you know, such a funny yeah. moment to me. I just remember him laughing and. Him laughing at me avoiding ass whooping is basically like the mo to my life now. Just <laughs> if you make someone laugh, you can get out of the situation. Right, right. You know? <laughs> and, and, and so I wanted to make sure that they were shouted out, and you know that that was accomplished. That's their first uh, time being on someone's album, I'm uh, guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and then that'd be weird if they showed up on a Cat Williams track. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here's some folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. Thank Cat. you. So then, uh, uh, then towards the end of the album, mm-hmm. there are—I don't remember how you described them—but there are like three sort of, I don't know, bonus the, tracks. Th- there's maybe? kind of there's four bonus tracks. Four. There's uh, "Let Go" and "Let Luger," because um, uh, what's it called, my friend? There's some music on there. Yeah, yeah, some music on there. Uh, so let's see. Um, to Amber with J- and John with love. A joy forever. Where is it? Where is it? Let go and let go, let go and let Luger. Um, I'm not sure if you listened to uh, uh, Kanye West's first album, College Dropout, but at the end of it, he has a track called Last Call. Okay. Where he does like basically a 12 minute interview with himself, and it's over like a jazz track. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes. And, and uh, <laughs> he's just basically explaining how he got to where he's at. And I thought that was such a cool thing to do, and that was one of my favorite albums. Um, and so I wanted to pay homage to that, but also explain how I'd gotten to where I was in comedy. I see. At that point. Yeah. And uh, uh, a lot of that up until then was, you know, me, I'd, I'd done SNL, I'd been, you know, at the Oscars, I was writing, I was a producer on Full Frontal with Samantha B. I'd done some other cool shit. And, and this was my first album, and I wanted to just let people know that that's this is how I got to where I'm at and so I explained you know bar matchless the the friends who helped me get to where I'm at uh and it was called let go and let luger because my friend Kevin Barnett had passed away oh in, yeah in uh uh January of, of 2019 yes. this album was recorded in August of 2019 and so it was still very heavy on my mind yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, uh I wanted to make sure that he got his due and that was that. That was that track. And I don't know. I don't even know how long that shit is. I think it might have been 22 minutes. I just got high in the studio booth. And I was just like, let me just fucking. <laughs> I had like bullet points I wanted to hit. But I was just rambling for a little while. But it was fun. You can tell. That you Not that you're high, but that you're so laid back in that. You're just like, Trent, like stream of consciousness. It was. It was, ja- it. was the jazz actually playing in the background? I had it in my, I had it in my headphones. Did? Yeah, yeah, love yeah. Love it. Love it. It, it was uh, my fr- my cousin, Neeraj. Uh, I asked him. He, he you know, produces beat. He's, a, he's like a software engineer. But uh he produces beats and stuff, so I hit him up. I was like, "Yo, I need like three or four tracks." Oh, that's just awesome! Just to like talk over and shit. Yeah. And uh, uh, so he sent me a few of those. I'm like, oh, this one's dope. Let me do that because I wanted to make sure people understood that I was paying homage to Kanye shit because Kanye had like not, it wasn't jazz. It was I forget it was like a hip hop beat that he was playing underneath, but it was it was a lot different than the College Dropout album in general. Yeah. And so uh, that's the music underneath that. And then the last three, three tracks was too much to say. And then what's the other two? Um, there's part like a, one, too much to say. Part two. There's a parody song about uh, uh, 
there's the side allergies. Hu- there's side hustling and uh, allergies. Yeah. Those are those are the hidden tracks on the bonus tracks. <laughs> you keeping up with that? <laughs> so the the too much to say's all of them were just like I wanted to. Once I was done with the album and the that hour, I wanted to like put that shit away forever almost. And for me, that was just my own way of of putting out everything I could. And those jokes that I did on those three tracks had no uh, no spots in the set that I had created. And I wasn't going to go out and craft another set just for those jokes. They were just jokes I had, you know, laying around, but you know, it f- fell by the wayside, whatever, because they didn't fit into a set that I was doing. But I want to make sure that they were out there. Yeah. And so I kind of just talked to them. I just talked to those jokes. And then, <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, I think I forget how long ago it was before that album. But one day I was just talking to my cousin, and he was talking about uh, having allergies, and he had had an asthma attack—not an asthma attack, an allergy attack. One, one like wedding we had been to, and uh, uh, for some reason in my head, it was right around the time "Can't Feel My Face" by the weekend was a popular song. Yep. And for I don't know how my brain got it, but my friend, my brain went from I'm allergic to. I can't feel my face when I eat you. I'm allergic. <laughs> and I was like, we're just going to write that song. And my friend Armin Sadigi, uh, I think that's pronounced his last name, Sadigi, it's very Turkish. Uh, he, he's a, a a server at the cellar, but he's also like a hyper-talented singer. And he sounds exactly like The Weeknd. And so uh, I wrote the song. We wrote the song, and... Our friend Will, one of uh, Armin's roommates, is an insane producer, and so, and he's got the studio. So we're like, "Yo, Will, can you pull this fucking track from, you know, some karaoke song, right? And uh, uh, you know, you know, tweak it up so we can sing over it, and so Armin can sing over it." And then he just got in the booth and fucking sang, and it sounds exactly like The Weekend, and it's one of my favorite things I've ever done. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I brought it up. And uh. It's it's I I have a whole parody album uh, of like tw- that insp- that song inspired like eleven other songs for me like yo you know what we got th- two three months let's just fucking I'll just put this shit together we'll just write twelve other eleven other songs and uh, me you and Will will just do all of it and we'll put it out as a separate thing but those two songs were the and then side hustling was I think a a, ter- a term in the zeitgeist everyone had a side hustle at that time yeah. And uh, I just Rick Ross's hustling song this is one of my favorite songs from I don't know 2008 whatever the fuck it was, and I, I was like, oh, that's an easy song to to parody is just, instead of hustling, it's side hustling, and uh, I could rap, I could sound breathy and and like I've been <laughs> eating wings, you know, yeah. and so and so I decided I was like, let me write this song, and I rapped that, and it sounds okay. I I, I think the lyrics are a lot better than what it sounds like. <laughs> Um, but that's just because of me rapping. He's a strong lyricist, bro. Yeah, yeah, they are. They, they're, they're these are well-written songs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the best performer when it comes to rap, but uh, those, I like the writing of it. Yeah, and that was just another fun thing. I was like, I'm just gonna have fun because the fuck else are we doing this? Yeah, shit why for? not? And so side hustling became, I think I think side hustling is the first parody song, and then can't feel my uh, I'm allergic is the second parody song, the second hidden track. Yeah. 
but that was just me having fun in the studio. We were just like, let's fucking make some shit. So is there gonna be a whole album? There is out? a whole album. It's called Platinum Patelities. If you, it's on YouTube. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on YouTube. It's uh, I think Side Hustle is the first song. Can't feel my face is the second one. Then uh, I love plants, so I wrote one called um, Bitch Don't Kill Your Plants. <laughs> uh, and that my friend Will and Armin, we wrote, we wrote, we, when I say I, we wrote all this shit together, but, uh, Will. Regular like, Lennon and McCartney over here. Yeah. yeah. Will is a, a very talented, the producer is also a very talented rapper. And so we were trying, writing a Kendrick verse about plants was an impossibility, but we did it. And <laughs> it's, it may not be the funniest song, but if you like plants, that's the song for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing right after yeah, this. Yeah, it's it's all on there. And then we did we uh, now I'm gonna make me pull up the track listen to that because that shit was fun too. Oh and my we god! We try to get. I was trying to get um, what's it called? Uh, a parody clearance for a lot of this shit, but that's like a a whole new, whole other legal endeavor you oh, have to do. Interesting. Yeah, I bet. Um, hold I on. bet. Let me. Oh, let me um, while you're looking that up, yeah. let's see, what were the last thing I was going to talk to you about, just because we're, we're kind of hitting that point here. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it starts with, uh, <laughs> it starts with me, uh, st- trying to start a beef with Weird Al over, over, uh, over the ether beat. <laughs> just talking shit. Do I need to pick sides on that? <laughs> yeah, you do. And oh, it's, shit. It's clearly me. <laughs> I, I talk shit to Weird Al for, like, a good minute and a half. <laughs> Uh, uh, don't kill your plans. Ain't no ice caps, which is a parody of "Ain't No Sunshine" by Bill Withers. Oh, sure. Uh, because uh, global warming is a real thing, and all the polar bears are gonna die. <laughs> and then another one, you know what's going on, which is a parody of what's going on, because privacy was a real big issue. So we wrote lyrics about how Mark Zuckerberg and Google were all spying on us. Love it. It's fucking, you know, I am so woke. That's like a timeless song. Shout out to um, Mateo Lane. Do you know Mateo Lane? Uh, never met him, but I know who he is. Mateo Lane, super talented comedian, and also uh, ins- he should quit comedy and just sing because motherfucker is so f- such an incredible singer. Oh, really? And uh, so we wrote this song for him uh, called I Am So Woke, which is a parody of Whitney Houston's How Will I Know. And it's a song about a person who is just really woke and just doesn't like jokes and has no <laughs> friends. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I could do this shit all day. Hey, uh, you you earlier you mentioned about recording again in the future. Yeah. So, so what, what's the plan with that? Uh, uh, I actually don't want to talk about oh. it only because uh, I haven't announced it anywhere. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm, but you have a plan. Yes, I have a plan. December twelfth. Okay. Uh. Uh. The hour that I've built over the last, you know, whatever eight months since April, f- seven months. Yeah. Um, because t- towards the end of April. Well, that's that coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. December twelfth. Oh wow. Um, I'll be done with that material. Um, and it'll be a culmination of uh, all the shit we've done, all the shit I've done since, uh, since May first or whatever. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with it. It'll be my, you know, second hour that I've put out, the first one that I'm producing at the level that we're producing it at. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's nice, yeah, yeah. nice. We taped in New York. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Okay, in New York. All yeah. right. Uh, finally, let's just say we're uh, on TikTok. Your name on there is at Finding Nemesh, and that's where you are a lot. Of, is that your name? That's a lot my. Of that's my brand across all channels. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Venmo. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I should start adding that to the beginning of all these. By the way, I guess Venmo is... Bip, 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 bip. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This has been great. Uh, I'm, it was great to meet you. Thank I, you. If, if we were doing a longer episode, I know exactly what we were talking about, but I also want to take pride in the fact that we're not talking about your shit at Columbia. Yes, You've thank covered you. that in a lot of different places. I have, I have. With Joe Rogan. Yep. Uh, Once I did it with Ro- Joe, it feels like no one should ask me about that ever again, but... <laughs> People, that's all people want to talk about. So, so thank you for well, that. I, and yeah, excellent. So uh, you, you let's if you for some reason you don't know that story and you've made it this far in this episode, go uh, Google his name, Joe Rogan, if you'd like. That you can get the interview there, mm-hmm. and uh, it's an amazing story. Thank you. And I will tell you that that is a story I read on this podcast because uh-huh. a lot of times I'll just do a, like stand up comedy news stories. Yeah, yeah. And when when you got in some heat uh-huh. at Columbia, yeah. I. I read that story. I think like a few days later. Oh wow! Not okay. knowing who you were, like it was right just here? it was just a name. Here like, I am. It was just the trending name, and now here you are in the so. flesh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So very cool. They it's tried great. to kill me, but I survived. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do this again sometime. Thanks, yeah, man. thank you, man. Thank you very much. Check out Platinum Patelities, please. Check it out. It's got like two thousand views. It needs more because, goddamn it, it's beautiful. <laughs> thank I you. I will. Man. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.